joining us down the line to talk all things cricket this afternoon is Mr. Cricket, Mike Hussey. Mike, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Matt. How are you going, mate? I'm doing very well. How about you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Very That's well. Good Trying to, to hear. Cool. Oh, it's quite hot outside, and uh, yeah, we hope everyone is staying safe and uh, trying to remain cool. Now, Mike, um, let's talk about one of the best tests you'd ever see, uh, which concluded earlier on today in Wellington, the second test between New Zealand and England. Uh, Baz Ball, it was in full effect and great to watch New Zealand. They had to uh, use the follow-on. They managed to win this matchup somehow by one run. Uh, we saw Neil Wagner taking the final wicket of Jimmy Anderson uh, to win this match. What did you make of this test? Yeah, well, I wish I watched the end of it. I missed it, unfortunately. I was, I was out and about earlier on today. But, um, yeah, well, this is, it's just such a great advertisement for Test cricket. And and um, I think England are really leading the way in that respect of, of playing a brand of cricket that is just so exciting to watch. Um, it's, it's going for win, going for the win, no matter what. The draws are not really an option. And, um, yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, it must have been very, very tense there towards the end. And, and I tell you what, a great effort from New Zealand, really, to to follow on, manage to get in front and then, and then sort of uh, pull it out of the fire with, uh, with the ball on, on that last day. It's an incredible effort. But, uh, yeah, what, as I said, what a great advertisement for Test cricket. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, it's only the second one-run victory in 2,494 tests. It is also only the fourth time that a team has won uh, having been forced to use the follow-on. Now, uh, is the follow-on dead after this? After this test, do you think teams will be um, it will be enforcing the follow-on anymore or not? Uh, I hope not. You know, I still think it's um, it's a good tactic to use at various stages if the conditions are right, and obviously if the bowlers are still fresh enough, uh, then then it's still worthwhile. But but they can understand why teams don't really like to enforce it uh, as much these days. They like the pitch to try and deteriorate a little bit more, give their bowlers a bit of a rest, and. Um, yeah, I'm sure England will go through that same sort of post-mortem themselves. And, um, and yeah, but I, I certainly hope that it's not dead because, um, yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still good for the game. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this uh, English lineup as we do build towards uh, the Ashes, Mike? Uh, I mean, as we've been talking about, Basball, unbelievable. They just go for the win. It's such an exciting advertisement for the game. We saw Harry Brook uh, for a 186. Joe Root was superb throughout this match. Uh, what are your thoughts on this English lineup? Oh yeah, they're playing pretty impressive cricket, and they seem like they've all bought into this the the, the baz ball, if you like, um, positive and aggressive cricket. They want to entertain the crowds, and uh, and I'm sure the the atmosphere leading into that um, and expectation leading into that Ashes series in England is going to be huge. Um, it's it's I, I can I can I can just imagine it now, just how much the crowd is going to get involved, and um, it's going to be a great thrill for everyone to be involved, England. Yeah, they've got a fantastic team. And, and I think the scary thing is they've got players outside the team that, that could probably come in and do a really good job as well, particularly with the ball, with someone like Jofra Archer just waiting in the wings. Mark Wood hasn't been playing for a while as well, and, um, and they're still playing some really competitive cricket. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an impressive-looking team, and, and I think Australia um, are going to have to be at, at their best to, uh, to get over the top. If we go down four zip in this series against India, what does it do for our confidence building in towards the World Test Championship final and the Ashes? Well, I guess we still have to hope that Sri Lanka don't uh, jump over the top of us if we did happen to lose 4-0. Um, so that, that's one thing that they've got to, got to you know, consider as well. Like if Australia lose 4-0 and then uh, Sri Lanka win their last series, 
I've forgotten who it's against, but if they're playing at home, I think it might be New Zealand, actually, then they can overtake Australia and, and, and sort of uh, jump over us to get into that final. So hopefully Australia's there. I, look, it'll be a dent to the confidence, no doubt, but the conditions are so foreign to what we're used to over here in Australia and, and so no disgrace losing to an Indian team in Indian conditions. I think they'll try and take as many learnings as they possibly can from it, but you know they'll go into England... And, and the conditions will be completely different again, and they're going to have to adapt to probably more seamer-friendly conditions. Um, it won't spin as much, obviously. Um, and so, you know, if they can get into that World Championship final, it, it's a great lead-in to the Ashes series as well to help get used to those conditions. Sri Lanka are playing New Zealand in the first test that will kick off on the 9th of March. So uh, a two-test series between New Zealand and Sri Lanka. Uh, all right, so... Mike, for you, what has been the biggest difference in the series so far? When you look at the first two tests uh, between Australia and India, what has been the biggest difference between the two sides? Uh, well, I, I think, um, well, obviously the Ashwin and Jadeja partnership has been really uh, important for India. Uh, that they've, um, they've bowled beautifully in tandem and, um, and certainly put a lot of pressure on the Aussie batsmen and, and some of the players have looked... Like they've, they've really been sort of uh, had had a lot of doubts with their method, with how they wanted to go about it. So, so that's a credit to them. Obviously, the conditions have, have helped them uh, a lot as well. But probably the other thing that's really helped India is their lower order runs. You know, they've really managed to get runs from Aksar Patel, Ashwin, Jadeja, and from Australia being in pretty decent positions in both of the Test matches. For India just to be able to get those extra runs has really been helpful. Uh, for them, I think in the first Test match it got them a, a pretty handy lead, which Australia obviously wouldn't, wasn't able to get, uh, get get past. And then in the second Test match, um, Australia looked like they could bowl India out really cheaply and have a great lead in that first innings. But those lower order runs have really helped uh, India get back up to parity, and um, and then obviously they bowled Australia out cheaply in the second innings. Okay, so how do you think they'll look to go with this lineup uh, for the third test? Obviously, no Pat Cummins, and we wish him all the best and his family uh, for this third test. So it's going to be a big blow uh, for the Aussies, but um, how do you think they'll look to go, particularly with the bowling lineup this time around? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, some, uh, some, some force changes there. Uh, you know, David Warner going home as well. Uh, I, I think. Um, I, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see which way they go. I, I, obviously, I think Cameron Green and um, Mitchell Stark, as long as they're fit, should come into the team. Um, and Cameron Green will certainly offer a lot of balance there as a as a second fast bowler uh, to work with Mitchell Stark there. And, and obviously, he lengthens the batting a bit as well. But the big one for me is: do they go the three spinners, or do you go someone like a Lance Morris who who could come in and have real impact? Someone who can bowl about 150 k's an hour. On those sort of pitches that are a little bit up and down, a little bit too paced, can be really awkward to face. And I'd, I'd, I'd be tempted. Um, now, who do you leave out? I know that's what your next question is going to be. And um, I, I didn't mind the balance of, of having uh, Kuhneman bowling left arm spin, spinning away from the right hander, and then you've got Nathan Lyon spinning back into the right hander. Um, and, and so for me, it's a, sort of a toss up between Murphy and, and uh, Lance Morris to come in for that last bowling spot. Whoever, whoever they think could be more effective. It'll be a harsh call on young Murphy because obviously he bowled brilliantly. Well, he bowled well in both test matches, to be mm. fair, but, but obviously, um, especially in that first test. But just to add a, something a little bit different and, and to try and put some pressure on the Indians with some, with some sheer pace. He, he might only have to bowl 
you know, 10 or 15 overs in an innings. But if he can come in and just let rip for three or four over spells and, um, and really rough up the Indians, and as I said, on those sort of pitches, it can be really hard to face someone bowling, you know, really aggressively and that fast. Yeah, uh, well, it's going to be interesting to see which way they do go. You mentioned no David Warner uh, for this third test either. Do you think it's the last we've seen of David Warner at test level, or do you think we will see him playing in the Ashes? Uh, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, I think only David Warner can answer that question, or maybe George Bailey. But uh, no, I, I, I don't think we've seen the end of him, if, if I'm being honest. I think... Um, Unless he goes away and just has a good think about it in this sort of uh, forced injury break, um, and, and sort of feels like then you know his time's done, then and then I think he's you know he, he he'll make that call. He's he's a hundred Test match player. He's got a lot of experience. He's he, he's played some wonderful innings for Australia over a long period of time. So I, I still think you know he can get back to somewhere close to his best. I, I think he'd be stinging from, you know, uh, what happened in the Ashes last time they were in England where he, he obviously didn't perform very well at all. He'd want to put that right. He's a proud guy. And so, I, I don't know, my gut feel says, no, we haven't seen the end of him. All right. Well, uh, hopefully not because uh, he's been such a champion player and we'd like to see him close out his career in style uh, playing in the Ashes, uh, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, Mike, a couple more before I do let you go. So what's your prediction uh, for this third test in indoor? Can the Aussies bounce back and come away with a win? Oh, um, I, I, I hope they can. <laughs> um, I mean, India are obviously a, a very good team and they're hard to beat in their home conditions, so it, it's hard to tip against them. Um, but having some fresh, fresh guys come in, you know, Stark, he could certainly have a big impact. I think Cameron Green can help out as well. I think I think just having the experience of the first two tests, the Aussies should get better and better the longer they're there, as long as their confidence hasn't taken too much of a hit. But it, it's hard to see them getting over the top of India, um, especially in their home condition. I'm sure that pitch in indoor won't have much uh, grass on it either. And um, so it's going to be another big challenge for the Aussies. And finally, WA. Uh, let's go to a more local perspective because we are just dominating Sheffield Shield cricket right now. We're dominating cricket in all formats, really. Uh, do, do you see the West Aussies continuing uh, their fine form and winning another Sheffield Shield? Oh, I certainly hope so. <laughs> um, I, I, well, look, there's no reason why they can't, you know, and especially I think there's plenty of motivation for that team. Obviously, they won all three trophies last year and they've got a chance to go back-to-back in all three competitions, which would be an incredible effort and incredible performance. I think the squad looks outstanding. Um, you know, so I, I don't see any reason why they can't. And, um, you know, obviously anything can happen in, in cricket and Sheffield Shield cricket, but um, they certainly look like the strongest team in the competition by a fair way, you know, it has to be said. Cam Bancroft, uh, will he be making his way over to England for the Ashes? Well, I think all he can, all, all he can do is uh, what he's been doing is just keep plundering the runs and um, banging down the door and, and just giving them no option but to take him. So... I think um, I think he certainly deserves it, and um, I would not be surprised if he gets another opportunity um, at that highest level. And um, yeah, I hope he does because because he's had a brilliant season once again, and it's a it's a great story from where he's been and what he's been through with David Warner and, and Steve Smith as well for, for him to come out the other side and and um, almost get better as a player. I, I think it's an incredible um, incredible effort. Okay, and finally, uh, maybe a bit of a boring test to close out uh, today, but uh, South Africa 
have just gotten underway against the West Indies uh, in Centurion. So uh, what's your prediction for this test? Do you see South Africa coming away with a pretty easy win? Come on, Matt. No such thing as a boring test match. Uh, you know, they're, they're all exciting in their own way. But, well, it's, um, it's a tough act to follow after New Zealand-England. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, I think South Africa, obviously, at home, are going to be hard to beat. I think their bowling looks really strong. The West Indies are still a developing team. Um, let's just hope that both teams can, can, can keep improving. But um, I think South Africa should start favourites. I think so too. Uh, Mike, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting on the program this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the third test. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Matt. Have a good evening, mate. You too. There he goes, Mike Hussey. Mr. Cricket, I thank him for his time on the program today.